Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast ranking Big 12 quarterbacks. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother taking it to the max. Okay, yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who's very purdy. Thank you. Yes, a compliment. I like it. That's me, Trey Newman. (laughs) You're very welcome. Uh, All right, in this episode, we are going to rank the projected starting quarterbacks in the Big 12. Yesterday's episode, we covered the ACC, and Trevor Lawrence was a, a pretty clear number one there. This episode, not as clear. So we've got Sam Ellinger, Brock Purdy, maybe even Spencer Rattler. You're going to have to tune in. You're going to have to wait to find out. (laughs) How's that for a tease? Uh, Okay, let's uh, let's start, though, unfortunately, with number 10. Yeah, good old number 10. Um, Miles Kendrick, probably, uh, for Kansas. Seems to be a battle between him and the senior uh, Thomas McVitie. We kind of thought McVitie might be the guy going into last year, uh, but but Stanley ended up uh, taking control of that job and did okay, I guess, whatever. Yeah. Um, McFeedy threw one pass last year, and it was intercepted. So Yeah, it was a trick play, too, so really <laughs> not great. Not, not a great look. Uh, Kendrick didn't play at all last year, but did appear in some games the, the year before that. And there are a couple other guys that they have. Um, there's a freshman they brought in from just down the street from me, actually, uh, here in L.A., Jalen Daniels. Um, but he's Jayden probably da- going to need Jayden some Daniels? Hmm? Jaden Daniels? Jalen. Oh, uh-huh. Just, I was wishful thinking, close, wishful. Close. Be like, oh, transfer, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So, and it just seems like Kendrick's going to be the guy, um, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, this is probably the easiest choice, maybe, of the entire rankings. I think, I think so, yeah. He was, uh, I mean, the bright side is he was the 14th ranked dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. That was a long time ago, but uh, there's some talent there. Yeah, but I kind of agree with you, Ryan. When you, when you're, when you know that Kansas is favored to be in the basement of the Big Twelve, generally the quarterback isn't. Uh, yeah, it's that's going to kind of put him in that that category too in the in the basement. All right, moving on. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Kansas. Poor, poor Jayhawks. All right, so staying in the state of Kansas to Kansas State, we've got Skylar Thompson. I I'm higher than Kansas. I'm higher on Kansas State than I am thompson uh himself he just doesn't wow defenses with his arm but i will say going in this year to his credit he returns a lot of his top wideouts, so the camaraderie is there however having said that he needs to they need to replace five offensive linemen so Ow. yeah that's that's gonna be tough michael i noticed you had him seventh um yeah what uh, did you like thompson or did you just like him yeah. more than the next couple guys well, first of all, I think the fact that he's ninth on this list shows the depth of the quarterbacks in the the Big Twelve. Because yeah, I agree with that. He's not bad. Like no, Skyler he's Thompson, not. and that's why I put him seventh. Like on the ground, he's pretty effective, and as a passer, I thought he was fine. He uh, actually read that on according to Pro Football Focus, he was fifteenth in the country with twenty seven big time throws. Obviously, a subjective measure, but it was nice to see. And yeah, statistically through the air, fine as well. So he's all right. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not putting them in the top five or anything, but uh, if they let him air it out a little bit more, I think you could yeah, see his I numbers just, jump I up. I wish he was a little more efficient with the, since he didn't throw it all that much, you you would think he'd be a little more efficient. Um, and kind of like Trey mentioned, uh, 
K-State had, they were a senior-laden team last year. I mean, they had a lot of uh, returning production, so should have, I'm not totally surprised that he was have had a decent year, um, but this year it could be a little more, could be a little bit more challenging. Five, five offensive linemen. Oof, that's, wouldn't, that's, that's really tough. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. his, his scrambling ability will uh, offset some of that. Yep. Okay. Getting to number eight on our list. I think a lot of people might have this guy higher. It's Max Duggan at TCU. I was actually the lowest on him at ninth. And this is just going to be kind of a theme for me, at least throughout these episodes that if, if you played as a freshman, you know, and you, and you played poorly, obviously I'm going to assume you, you take a step forward, but I'm not going to project a huge, you know, leap. And last year, Duggan was ninth in the big 12 in QBR last in passer rating. You know, he, he showed flashes obviously, and he contributed a lot in the running game, but still overall it was a bad season. And now he loses Jalen Rager. So I don't know. Like, while I acknowledge that he could take a big jump forward, he's a he was a highly recruited guy. He could make me look stupid, but I'm I'm betting against it. Yeah, I, I just felt like he was put in a t- tough situation. I mean, I know they had Rager, but what else did they really have? I mean, it was a is an offense that has been struggling for for quite a while. It's not just that's oh, true. Duggan's taking over and he's they're struggling. So, you know, he 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 was okay. I, he made some decent plays. What, 15 touchdowns and 10 picks? I think it was. So it wasn't like he was horrible um but he does need to take a jump and i'm expecting that that's why i put him seventh because i am expecting a little bit of a jump um but i'm not going to confuse him with being in a top top tier on the big 12 or anything no but i do i will say that he has of these guys kind of in the bottom half he has the best chance to really break out like he has much higher upside than the next couple guys that we're going to talk about i like the next couple guys but as far as like the potential to break through Duggan is, is that guy, you know, especially with his athleticism that he has being able to run the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Yep. All right. Moving on here uh, to our number seventh on the list. We got Jared Daigie. Um, it's, this is Daigie's job now. Um, who's still actually only a junior, by the way, Kendall, Austin Kendall is still there, but Daigie replaced him towards the end of the year and things got better for, for West Virginia when, when he did go in there. Um, so Diggy was he was two and one in those games that he started, um, and you kind of maybe ask yourself like, well, why didn't you know Neil Brown play him sooner? Um, why did he just wait till towards the end of the year? And honestly, I think it's kind of like the mentality of uh, Scott Frost. I'll reference just like redshirt as much as possible, sacrifice the now so that we can be better and more consistent later on. And I think that's probably what he did because now Diggy was he was able to keep his redshirt last year, and he's got two years left still. And, you know, I, I'm kind of a little bit higher on West Virginia coming into this year, and then I think they could be one of the surprise teams. Um, it would, uh, I think Neil Brown's a great coach, but, um, you know, I think Dig is solid. Uh, he's going to, I think he'll do pretty decent. Yeah, and, I, and the other thing about Dig is he, he, Diggy, he wasn't there for uh, spring camp either, so he's kind of, a I think, a late transfer over the summer, so that was maybe part of the reason, too, he wasn't more in the, the quarterback battle at the beginning of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Diggy. The... When he was at Bowling Green, that's where he transferred from. The talent around him there was terrible. Like that offense was just not good. And one thing that gives me confidence in him is that 2017 at Bowling Green, when he took over for James Morgan, the offense got a lot better. And James Morgan, who was terrible at Bowling Green, went on to be pretty good at, at FIU. Um, and then, like you say, when when Daigie took over for Kendall, offense got a little better as well. So that's a good sign. I I agree. I'll 
what you said, Michael, about I liked him at Bowling Green. And just in when he played in November, he completed two-thirds of his passes. And they have a wideout, Sam James, who could really break out, and they could form a nice tandem in Morgantown for the, the Mountaineers. So I'm believing in, in Neil Brown and Daigie. All right. Number six. All right. Number six, we've got Alan Bowman of Texas Tech. You know, on his play alone, Bowman could be higher on the list, the list and that's kind of saying something because we're, we're maybe not the highest on the Red Raiders or Matt Wells, but his problem is that he just hasn't been able to stay healthy uh, in a couple seasons. His stats, though, when he plays are stellar. Uh, he's an efficient passer, spreads the field. For the fantasy players out there, like, he's a guy you want, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's that's the only issue. Just can can he stay healthy? I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when he was a freshman, he was just like tearing it up, and he was big time. We were like, "Oh, this is this is the new guy. This is the Texas Tech's new big time QB," and putting up all those numbers. And I mean, it's unfortunate he hasn't been able to to stay on the field. But remember, he threw over like six hundred yards in one game, and it's like, geez, we so. Um, I I like him. I think he's going to be pretty good. I just. Kind of like you said, Trey, Matt Wells, it's, that's my temper. That's why I have him at sixth and not higher. I just, I just don't know if he's going to have the, the coaching that he will need. I do trust David Yost at offensive coordinator, though. So, I mean, I'm not sure how good the team will be in general, but I, I like the offense. I like, I like Bowman. Uh, moving on to a team that Ryan likes here at number five, we've got Charlie Brewer, senior quarterback at Baylor. And, uh, He's going to be a four-year starter. This is uh, this is his last year, and he's been good. I mean, he's he basically turns in the same performance every year, which is is not incredible. He's not putting up monster numbers. He's not uh, you know Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, but I'd say he's a cons- consistent top twenty-five type quarterback. I have yeah, not much I, else I, to say. I had him at fourth, so I guess just pretty similar, just one spot higher here. Um, he was top four in pretty much every statistical padding passing category there is in the big 12 um and then he actually has a little element of run, running as well he had 11 touchdowns on the ground which was i was a little surprised by these guys that's kind of a lot but uh to me he just the next person on this list i'm not going to even say who it is yet but i think he's better and then in, in his stats are pretty much better in every single category and keep in mind this is baylor remember baylor's offensive line i mean wow they were pretty rough so I think uh, I like Brewer a lot. I mean, he's been he's I'm, been really good. I'm comfortable having him here at fifth, mainly, and I'm I'm a little bit concerned about Baylor, obviously losing Matt Rule, but for Brewer's sake, he loses Denzel Mims, and Mims like he was a big time receiver, yeah. so that's a that's a that's a tough loss for him. Okay, fair enough. Getting to number four, Ryan. Yes, number four, Spencer Sanders. Um, four here. I had him at five. I like him. I I I think he's he's pretty good, and I think he'll do even better this year. Um, but let me just say kind of why I had him behind Brewer a little more, maybe specifically. Um, turnovers was <laughs> honestly one of the main reasons. Sanders had yeah. seven more turnovers than Brewer did, and he played three less games. So that's a very 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 big difference right there. Um. So to me, I think I just think Brewer had a sizable lead uh, as far as the quality of player uh, than Sanders was last year. So I just, you know, I expect Sanders to get better, but I don't expect him to take a that huge of a leap. I mean, he does have some good players good around him. He's got Tylen Wallace coming back, who got hurt last year, um, and Chuba Hubbard's going to have a great running game. So he's, it's going to have and Dylan Stoner is also coming back, right? So 
there mm-hmm. are the weapons there, but like if you give, uh, if you put Brewer in that position, then all of a sudden you, you think Brewers might have even have even way better stats than he's had. So I try to th- think about that, like putting the guys in different shoes, like put put Brewer in that position. How would he do it with Drew Robert and Tylen Walls? I think he'd do pretty darn well. Yeah, that's a good point. Last year for sure he would have he would have done better than than Sanders. But like you say, Sanders has stands to take a step forward because he was only a redshirt freshman. Um, but yeah, it was it was concerning that he was he was up and down. And in Big Twelve play, he had nine touchdown passes, ten interceptions. Yeah, and so was, he was a redshirt freshman. He wasn't a true freshman. Yeah, yeah, that's so he he needs to get better. Um, but I have him fourth because he's a good runner, and I just know that, and he's got he's super talented. And Gundy knows how to develop quarterbacks. So with, you know, all the talent around him, a good offensive line, good receivers, it's it's just a good environment to for a quarterback to flourish. That's it. That's exactly it. We've seen Gundy do so well with the quarterbacks in his system and and Sanders is about as talented as Oklahoma, a quarterback that Oklahoma State has ever really had under under his regime. So but I agree. He just gave the ball away too much, but you would think he would shore that up a little bit with a year under his belt. Okay. Moving to another Spencer. Yeah. And staying within the, another Spencer in Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. Uh, You know, he's as highly touted as they get looks athletically gifted. uh, But having him third here is obviously a play solely on Lincoln Riley and that OU system. Um all indications say he's actually a better passer than Hertz, which maybe not isn't maybe saying much. But the one thing Riley and OU hasn't done in their run of success, though, is take an inexperienced quarterback and do well because you know they had Baker and Hertz who had experience prior. So uh, that's where I'm really curious to see how they deal with some of the growing pains. Yeah, and Miguel. I guess technically Tanner Mordecai is still in the competition, but yeah, Spencer Rattler is obviously yeah. the the big favorite. But I don't think I really need to say anything else other than five-star quarterback under Lincoln Riley. <laughs> yeah, he's big time. He's he's hugely recruited guy. I mean, he has so much ability. So, yeah, we haven't really seen him, but we know the type of talent he's got. So he's he's going to be good. There's just no doubt, really. About and it. how about this? If you guys are betting on someone to win the Heisman, which is a different question than, you know, who do we think is the best right from now? From this but conference? From this conference, who who would yeah. you pick? For me, it's For me, it's Rattler. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. go Rattler. He's got the most upside. Yeah. And the team, of course. So, Right. Yeah. Okay. Who's number two, Trey? Or no. Oh, me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I get to introduce Sam Ellinger. I was like, Trey, what an idiot. He's sitting there. Doesn't even know he's supposed to move Come on. on. Man. Wake up. Sorry, guys. We got Sam Ellinger at Texas is number two. And actually, after our initial vote um, that we submitted, he was number mm-hmm. one. We need a recount. We did a revote because I, well, I revoted because I waffled on it so much whether to put, we can just talk about both of them now, Sam Ellinger or Brock Purdy, number one. And uh, I ended up changing my mind and, and, and going with Purdy. And the reason is I just think what he's done at Iowa State is a little more impressive than what Ellinger has done at Texas. Like last year, Iowa State's offensive line was significantly worse than Texas. Purdy was under a pressure, under pressure a lot more than Ellinger. And yet he put up roughly equal stats and took half as many sacks. So I just think, uh, yeah, adjusting for the context, which is tough to do. I like Purdy better. Yeah, I agree. I, I, 
you know, when you consider the, the the supporting cast, it's just, you know, Texas had some good wide receivers. They had some guys go off to the NFL. Colin Johnson, Devin Devaney are they're good players. Um, Iowa State, not so much. But I, I like that you bring up the sack number. It's like, how, you know, Sam Ellinger had 30, got sacked 34 times. I mean, it's more than twice, more than double of Purdy. And so Purdy, he, he's just a better passer. He's more efficient. He's obviously got better pocket presence. Um, and I just... Yeah, I think he's better. I think if you put him behind Texas, I think he he would have been better than Ellinger last year. So, pretty uh, it's very close. I'm not trying to say it's yeah. not, but yeah, don't slight Ellinger. Yeah, no, no, no. Ellinger's great. I like Ellinger. He's great, but I just it wasn't that hard for me to put Purdy at number one. It was hard for me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was difficult. I mean, he did. He obviously he set Cyclone records left and right. Um, he did lose the two targets in Jones and Petway, but. They've got um, Tariq Milton and Charlie mm-hmm. Kohler at tight end, so they're not. They don't lose. It's not an empty cupboard. Yep, yep. But but still, Trey, you uh, preferred our. You preferred Ellinger. Obviously, you were the. Yeah, only one. I just he's he's just so productive, and honestly, one of the most productive quarterbacks in the entire country, not just the conference. Um, he's durable. You know what you're going to get. Uh, you know, he's just outstanding. And the thing is, there is a the wild card here for Texas is that he's going to have to blend with a new offensive coordinator, um, Mike Yurchich. But um, but maybe that'll get help get Texas over the hump. Maybe that was the kind of the missing link. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I think that could. I think it could be an upgrade. Yeah. Over, uh, over but 10 I, back. I think I think a lot of listeners though are saying, oh, you know, we everyone always says that about Texas every year, but. But it's true this time. I, I, they have. They, <laughs> well, there's no I reason, mean, there's no reason it can't happen. Yeah, and and they've been they've finished in the top twenty five each of the last two years. They were ninth a couple years ago. Last year, barely twenty fifth, but with a bunch of injuries. So so yeah, I agree that the concept that Texas, you know, is a is a Big Twelve contender this year. I don't you know I don't think that's crazy at all. No. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. This turned into a little bit of a Texas preview, but. Moving on to the number one guy. There's a lot of suspense here. I, I wonder who it is. Okay, now, Ryan, you're supposed to introduce him. I told you oh, to introduce golly, him. Oh, gee, sorry. Um, <laughs> Brock Purdy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there we, we go. We discussed it already. I what do you want me to say? Yeah, no, we discussed him. You don't have him. to say anything. You don't <laughs> he's have to say really anything. good. I think he's top five nationally. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Our, uh, our 10 projected starting quarterbacks in the Big 12. Uh, so looking at the the list of of ten guys here, what are your your overall thoughts? Because for me, it's that you know it's nine I, good quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. I brought it up earlier the depth all the way down at yes. nine. We have Skylar Thompson, who who I kind of like. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking at it in terms of if uh, if my team had any of these guys, particularly the top half, I think I would be maybe even like the top. Ooh, wow, there's the I don't know where it really cuts off, but there's a lot of guys that I would be happy with having on my team. Yeah, I think uh I think K-State fans are happy with Skylar Thompson. I think TCU fans are optimistic about Max Duggan at 8, yeah. so. Yep. Totally. Can't go wrong. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to uh our Big 12 quarterback rankings episode. Tomorrow we're going to be covering the Big 10. Adrian Martinez, number 1. Of course. No. Oh. Uh, well, you'll have to, Ryan, you can't tell them. They got to tune in tomorrow to see. Oh, yeah, they're shocked. Um, as always, uh, follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, comment your opinions, which, which uh, players you disagreed with most or which rankings you disagreed with. 
and we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.